0: This is We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast for a supernatural superfan and a supernatural newbie. Discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. This week, we will be covering season one, episode sixteen, Shadow. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley, and we need to talk about Sam. You
1: got your hooks in me. I swear I can't shake a loose. I know I really ought to quit you, baby. Hey, hey, i hooked and that's the truth I fucking love this episode. That's really good. <laughs> you
0: yeah. like this episode. I think
1: we made the same note too. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> 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 or essentially the same note. Yeah, we both
1: commented so, when we saw it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So our episode we we are set this week in Chicago. The windy city, I think, is what it's known as. Um, the Boys will actually come back to this episode at least one more time. I think Lean I like city. del. I like. I mean, sorry, not episode <laughs> city. <laughs> yes, thank you. I think I even like delved into the wiki and was like, I know Chicago shows up again, and yes, Chicago will show up show up again. Dean comes back on his own, and then the, in season five, I think, and then the boys come back together in season nine, and it's mentioned a few other times. But those are the the other times that they specifically come back to a place, which I think is kind of funny. Like, of all the cities, why Chicago? It's a big city. I guess. I mean, Detroit is another one that comes up a couple times, but it's, Mm -hmm. like, specifically, like, in one season that Detroit comes up, and it's a whole thing. Um, but... I just... Of all the big cities in the U.S., why Chicago? Um... (laughs) (laughs) Also, it's one of the few... Locations that they visit on hunts that they've returned to. The other one, one of the other locations they returned to is the town we were in last week, Hibbing. Oh. Hibbing, Michigan, I think? Minnesota? I think it's Minnesota. Because they actually returned to that area in season 10. Hmm. Uh huh. Do they ever
1: go to New York City? I don't think so. Let me look. Hmm. Hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you google before? <laughs> what? Demonic pitbulls. <laughs> I was looking
0: up the wiki described the devas as demonic pitbulls and mm. I was like, did they use that in this episode? And they did. The dean called um yeah, yeah, I remember that line. Have they ever been to New York... I don't think they've been to New York City. They've Oh. Providence takes place in upstate New York.
1: They've been to New York, just maybe not the city. So, state. yeah,
0: the New York state. But, and then... They do a lot of back and forth. <laughs> places. That's not helpful. That's a lot of places.
1: Oh, motels. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
0: um... I don't know. I don't know if they've ever been... I know they go... Yeah, they go to Buffalo, New York in one episode, but I don't think they've ever been to New York City. Hmm. Um, which, (laughs) to be honest, may be a budget thing, but Chicago (laughs) is also a big city, so, like, you know, I don't know. I guess New York is bigger than Chicago. New York is fucking insanely huge. Yeah. Let's get back on topic. We're in Chicago, um, and we both... (laughs) We we open on a woman, um, her name is Meredith, I spelled it two different ways in my notes. <laughs> um, I think she's walking home from work, I think we find out later she worked at a bar. Yeah, yeah. She was like a waitress at a bar. Um... <laughs>
1: Her outfit. <laughs> she is 2006 incarnate. Oh my god. Now that is an early 2000s outfit ah! if I've ever seen one. <laughs> the, layers, the, jewelry, the layers, the jacket. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the jacket that she's wearing. Where's like the longer layer underneath and the shorter one on top. And the scarf. Yeah.
0: Yes! The, <laughs> the scarf. scarf. <laughs> That's not actually doing anything. It's just wrapped around her neck and you can, like, see her t-shirt collar underneath. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Nostalgia. Oh, man. that was like
1: junior high style for me.
0: <laughs> I was in elementary school.
1: <laughs> How old was I in 2006? I used to wear the layered tank tops. I think I was Nine. Did you I wear wore, the yes, tank tops? Yes,
0: <laughs> Especially, layering was, that was huge in, yeah. in Utah, especially. Oh, yeah. Like, up and, like, through high school. Yeah, even. through high school, yeah. Because it was a whole modesty thing. Camisoles. Oh my god. Camisoles.
1: The flared jeans. Oh my god.
0: I legitimately, <laughs> honest to God, saw a woman walking down the street the other day in fucking flared jeans. Yeah, they're coming back. And I almost cried. <laughs> you know how much I hate <laughs> flared jeans? I, I thought they
1: were so cute mind. back in the day. I did,
0: honest to God. I don't <laughs> mind the silhouette of them. It's It's whatever. Um,
1: they're but just they not practical such, at all. They're so impractical! I remember, like, walking uh, through the snow, and they would all get soaking yeah, wet. you get
0: soaked up to your knees! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Boot
1: cut and, like, and then, skinny jeans are so much more yeah. practical.
0: <laughs> and then, like, the edge, the back the back of the hem would, like, get caught underneath your yes. shoe, and then get a hole, and then yes. you'd be putting your, your pants on, and your foot would go through the hole in your
1: hem. Like... Oh my gosh! <laughs> Old memories are being unlocked right now. Oh my god, I hate jeans.
0: I love skinny jeans. They're so much more practical, pra- practical, practical, <laughs> practical. They make
1: my legs look great, and they're much more flattering to your figure. Yeah, and they're much they're much more. Um, they fit inside your boots. Yeah, in the they winter. work with
0: more. They're more versatile. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. They're more versatile, and they work with a wider variety of shoes. You know, like you can roll them up and cuff them or
1: you can leave them long with sneakers or you can put them inside your boots and, you know. The the flared look was a 70s thing that for some reason came back in the 2000s. and now it's coming
0: back again and I don't
1: let it die. (laughs)
0: Let it die. (laughs) It's a whole silhouette thing. I don't fucking understand the silhouette. Do you remember the flared sleeves too?
1: Oh yeah, I never got on that.
0: I never liked those. (laughs) I never got into those either. I feel like you should only have flared sleeves if you're like a Princess or like or an a Elven queen or a hippie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was
1: like the hippie look. Yeah. Oh, that
0: Remember, was. Remember like briefly, the giant like
1: beaded ju- jewelry that they would all wear. I never. I've never been a big jewelry person, so I never never really wore that.
0: Most of the jewelry that I wear is, like, really fine and delicate, you know? Like, I wear little silver rings and stuff. I don't wear things
1: with, like, protruding jewels. Just, like, rewatch High School Musical. That's the the fashion we're talking about. (laughs) I'm sure
0: most of our listeners are probably aware of exactly what we're talking about. But, God, we just went down memory lane hardcore. We are so off-topic tonight.
1: Anyway, yeah, that girl unlocked all those memories. Um, she like turns down this alleyway. First of all, why are you walking down dark alley- alleyways alone at night in Chicago? Like the number the you lack of people on the streets is probably the least believable thing about this scene. To be yeah. honest,
0: <laughs> um, like at what
1: like three in the morning or something. It's it could really be. Late. I, I guess
0: yeah, cause like the bars are closed. If she's heading home, it seems like it's pretty late. Um, her she's- music stops playing in her little ipod (laughs) yeah the
1: ipod they don't show you what it actually is because it's probably her mp3 player player.
0: (laughs) i had an mp3 player
1: me too i had the little tiny one that was like a little tube i had i had the shuffle it wasn't like the first model shuffle but it was the second one that was like the ipod shuffle yeah
0: i never had an ipod anything yeah. Like, genuinely. I had- a, God, I can't remember what, what the name of it was. It was like a little tube, and it just had four little buttons and the little screen, and it just took a AAA battery to run, and you plugged your headphones into it. I had a billion songs on that thing. I legitimately- I think I used that thing up until high school. Yeah. When I upgraded to- A smartphone?
1: I, no, yeah. I didn't get a smartphone. No? I didn't get a smartphone until college. I got- a, I moved out. I got mine, uh- like, the end of my senior year, because I turned 18 and the end of my senior year, that's when I got my first iPhone. <laughs> I got iPhone.
0: <laughs> my first smartphone, um, for Christmas, my freshman year of college, because my mom was worried about me being in an unfamiliar place without, like, internet access at yeah. my fingertips, which she was right to be worried, because within that first semester, <laughs> I had gone on two adventures. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you told me about those. Uh, this is definitely going in the outtakes.
0: Um, how do we get from here? Oh, we were talking about, um... Outfits and walking phones home. Phones and music players. Um, okay, so Meredith goes down this alleyway, which I'm guessing is, like, a shortcut to her apartment, because I don't know why else she would go down it at night. This is not the smartest thing to do as a woman. No, I feel like this episode <laughs> is written by a man. We want to bet. Probably. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> check, but I bet you it was. Um, and she hears, like, the wind kicks up after her music stops, and she hears someone whisper her name, like, eight times. Yeah. And she starts fucking
1: booking it. Yeah, she Which, sees, like, the shadow of, like, oh, something yeah. up here really she big on the, the wall. She sees the shadow. Yeah. I forgot about that. It looks like a silhouette of, like, a man or something, it's, but... I think it's the deva. Well, yeah. Cuz the devas like, have, like <laughs> Yes.
0: The devas have a humanoid like shape to them which because this is supernatural we just stick a dude in a costume and call it a day um that's okay we got haven't gotten to the point where they just put prosthetic teeth in their mouths and call that a day um (laughs) all the (laughs) monsters in supernatural are humanoid um probably for budget reasons but yeah meredith sees this shadow following her and, she and then she running. has, like, 12
1: keys on her keychain! I can relate with that. I have two <laughs> for this exact reason. I mean, you can't really control how many keys you have. I need two just for my fucking car. That's true. Okay, yes, fair <laughs> enough. Fair uh, I have one for my parents' old house, one for my parents' new house, and one for my apartment. I actually... <laughs> so that's five keys. So I have,
0: I have a key to my parents' house, but I do not keep it on my primary keychain, mm-hmm. because it's one more key to fumble through. So, I keep it on a different lanyard, and when I'm going to my parents' house, and I, I will take that lanyard with me, just in case. I, like, I, I go to my parents it. But you go to your parents so enough. often. Yeah. You know, my parents live, like, an hour away. I, I'm never <laughs> out there. Um, but yeah, she has, like, 20 keys, I swear to God. She's,
1: like, fumbling with all of them. Yeah! Just trying to get in the fucking, like, main door of her apartment complex. Oh my gosh. I that's one of those secure ones where you yes. have to yes. have access to be able to get into it. You have to be a resident? Yeah. Yeah. That's the way that my That would old, make me
0: feel safer. <laughs> that's the way my old complex was. Um, they had like a- there was the key that to like your bedroom, and then there was a fob that opened the, the apartment door, but you needed to tap that fob to get into the building. Yeah. It was a whole thing. That fob also gave you access to four free sodas a month from the soda machine in the
1: mailroom, so. Um, I feel like I'm being chipped out with my apartment. <laughs> you you considered you considered it would, it would have been like a hundred more a month though. but yeah, it would have been and i wouldn't have had a private room no yeah you wouldn't have why am i paying a hundred dollars more a month for a shared room it didn't yeah. make sense to me i mean
0: it is a really nice complex because they literally like revamped them right the summer before i moved in last Anyway, private room
1: is important to me so but yeah especially with your dog and a girlfriend, yes. Yeah! They <laughs> <laughs> forgot
0: about me. <laughs> you
1: forgot about me, <laughs> I forgot about me. I didn't forget- you didn't
0: forget about me. I forgot no, about me.
1: There's all the things I took in <laughs> consideration when I moved. <laughs> yes. Because you're very sweet. Okay.
0: Um, but yes, Meredith makes it back to her apartment. And she puts the chain on the door. They specifically show us this. And then she armed the, like, alarm system. She's
1: like, I fucking- I want an alarm system. Um. then she immediately acts super chill like nothing happened. I'm like-
0: Well, I think she just kind of feels safe now. Yeah, but still, know?
1: like, if I was chased by a shadow demon, I would be a little bit more on edge. <laughs> I would be yeah. turning on all the fucking lights. <laughs> I don't think she's- she didn't know it was a shadow demon, though. I think she thought it was a person,
0: because all she saw was the shadow. Still, though. So she probably thought it was like a guy chasing her, you know? And I think her apartment was, I don't think it was on the first floor. Yeah. So like she made it into the building and locked the door behind her and no one came in behind her and now she's made it up to her apartment, has locked the door behind her, has put the chain on, has armed the system, now she feels safe. Still, yeah. though,
1: she still acts way more chill. I guess. But I guess we gotta
0: get the episode going, you know? <laughs> she doesn't have time to sit there and have a panic attack. <laughs> she's gotta she's listen to some pointless voicemails. Yeah, the good old voicemail machines. What, about an ex-boyfriend and some stuff I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, she checks her voicemail. God, that's another throwback. <laughs> I love this show. Uh, and then we see the shadow on the wall again. And I really love the way they do this. Yeah. With her shadow and then the monster shadow coming in and then it just but the okay the way it stabs her is funny though. It like it's fingernails. It just, like its fingernail. It's got like long claws and it just like stabs her in the back with its like hand <laughs> splayed. It's it's freaking weird. Um, yeah, that was a little weird. It was a weird. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the thought process of that was. I liked the shadow effect though. Yeah,
1: you know? but you see more blood splatters. <laughs> so
0: much blood.
1: They really like doing that. They
0: do. I wonder how many gallons of fake blood they had to buy every season. <laughs> Probably way too much. I remember... So, Jensen Ackles is on The Boys in season
1: 3
0: mm-hmm. um, The Amazon Prime show, which I haven't... Which I know nothing about. I haven't watched, because I'm... I am i mm, Honest to God, it doesn't really sound like my thing, just based off what I've heard of it. Um, I do, like... I'm really excited for Jensen to have this opportunity, because, I mean, like, it's got freaking Carl Urban, like... yeah. Hello. This is a big deal. Um, But apparently, I think it was Kripke that tweeted out that, like, last season on The Boys, they only used, like, a gallon of fake blood for the whole season. And this season, they've already gone through three and a half. (laughs) I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> have fun!" I know Jensen has said the fake blood is like really sticky and uncomfortable. it like yeah. dries on you and gets all stiff and sticky. <laughs> he really doesn't like it, <laughs> which like I don't blame him. That doesn't sound comfortable. No. All right, but I wonder how many gallons of fake blood Supernatural went through every season. There are some seasons that were probably more than others. Like, season one.
1: <laughs> That's where every single episode, there's Every a episode's got a squib
0: somewhere. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, but yeah, so Meredith is dead. Sorry, Meredith. That sucks. That's what you get for being in the first five minutes of a Supernatural episode. being in the cold open. <laughs> yep. Unfortunate um. for you. Um, but we cut right to the boys arriving in town, and we get babies in uniforms. They look so cute and so official with their little belts. And their. it's just uh, it's so cute.
1: The little jumpers. <laughs>
0: it's so cute. <laughs> they're um, going undercover as um, employees for the security company. Yeah. Security the, alarm
1: company. Whatever. The
0: alarm system that is, like, in the apartment complex, the one that we specifically saw Meredith arm. Dean is a little grumpy about this because <laughs> apparently he and John never needed to dress up to get answers anywhere. <laughs> really? And he feels like he's, yeah, and he he's like, uh, Sam's like, oh, I don't remember. Dean makes a comment about how, um, credit card fraud isn't easy because <laughs> they'd use the fake credit cards to buy the costume. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I had about the uniforms <laughs> but he also he says something about how he feels like a, a theater geek and we find out that Sam did theater in high school which I also did theater in high school babe did choir
1: right yeah I did choir, I'm a I, did, choir nerd.
0: I did both but I quit choir for my senior year because it was just a lot of stress and I just wanted to focus on theater and honest to god I kind of wish I hadn't quit choir but whatever choir was fun I, like um, I honest really I didn't like the people in choir the most, like the 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 other girls. I sang first tenor for my junior year of high school, That's and the other girls, cool. honest to God, were super like catty and bitchy to me. And I think sopranos? it was cause, <laughs> and the altos. Really, it was because I got to sit with the boys, uh. and specifically, I got to sit next to Jake, who was like the new kid another another first tenor and all the girls had a crush on and I got to sit next to Jake and Jake laughed at my jokes and talked to me Yeah, they were during jealous. 100%. Class, and they were di- <laughs> Yeah, they were jealous. <laughs> but yeah, I also did theater and I have read the play Our Town and I didn't like it.
1: I I had to do a monologue from it for my junior year honors English randomly. <laughs> I was, I did the old woman one. I don't remember that. I honestly don't even remember the plot of the show because I
0: just didn't my pay favorite. attention. I, yeah,
1: I remember I not really enjoying it. think we watched the movie too when it was hella boring.
0: The, like, the recorded stage production? Yeah. Yeah, we watched it too.
1: I didn't, you know. I don't understand.
0: I think it Honest was... Honest
1: to God, American literature is not my favorite. <laughs> I did so... not enjoy.
0: There's some okay stuff, but there's a lot that you, makes you go I'm sorry, this is a classic? <laughs> like,
1: fucking Grapes of Wrath. I oh hated that god.
0: book. Oh god. Oh my
1: gosh. Um, Huckleberry Finn was good.
0: I never read that one. I think there was only a couple of books from my like high school English classes that I actually liked. and The two of them were by non-English authors, <laughs> so like they weren't even American literature. They were from different countries. One of them from Brazil and the other from India. Oh, like, yeah. you know... Um, and I think the only other book that was like American literature that I liked was Travels with Charlie.
1: Never heard of. I haven't it. even
0: read that one again. It's I don't even remember who it's by. Who's Travels with Charlie by? I
1: as swear, as far as all American literature is like hella depressing. <laughs> it's John
0: Steinbeck. I read oh, a
1: lot of John Steinbeck. He He's the one that wrote Grapes of Wrath*. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs>
0: but yeah, I like Travel with Charlie. It depicts a 1960 road trip uh, he made with his standard poodle, Charlie. So that it's kind
1: of like a real... Less depressing than Grapes of Rats. Yeah, Rat.
0: it's more like an autobiographical... Aut- autobiographical. <laughs> <laughs> God. Like telling of a period of his life, you know? And it's actually, I, I remember enjoying it. I think I specifically just liked the dog. <laughs>
1: the Grapes of Wrath was about the dust bowl, and it was very depressing.
0: I think I, <sighs> I, I spark-noted that one.
1: Maybe I'll appreciate it more as an adult, but uh, I don't no, see myself don't re- so. re-
0: rereading it anytime soon. I've seen a lot of people be like, "Now nah, that book's not actually worth it. Yeah, okay. that whole
1: year I had to read Grapes of Wrath, The Great Gatsby, 1984, like all these depressing books. I never read
0: <laughs> those other ones. I got real lucky. My Antonia. Uh,
1: like, oh my gosh.
0: Didn't read that one either. Okay. Anyway. We are tangenting hardcore tonight. Wow. Look at us go. Um, okay. So the boys, since they're pretending to be security guys, they're, they go up to Meredith's apartment with the landlady. Um, like on the pretense they're checking the alarm system and she's- she says, your alarm system's about as useful as boobs on a man. Which <laughs> is not a line that should have made me cackle, but it did. Oh, and Dean's like, yeah, no, that's why we're here. Because <laughs> I want to figure out what we're at She wrong. had so much sass. Oh, she was sassy. I she liked was funny. her. But Dean specifically sees that the the chain lock had to be cut to get into the apartment. And then the lady the landlady specific, like, mentions it again later, which I feel like didn't need to be
1: mentioned, but whatever. I have to mention this line, because he, he acts Oh he, yeah! He asks, like, did it look like there was a break-in? And she's like, no, everything was in perfect condition. Except Meredith. <laughs> Sorry, that made me laugh it's so way gross. too much. <laughs> oh my gosh, that lady understood
0: the assignment. <laughs> Uh, Meredith.
1: Oh my gosh, I feel so bad, bad for laughing that much. <laughs> Meredith's not a real person, so it's
0: okay. <laughs> it's so good. Whew. Okay, so they ask the lady if they can, like, spend some time alone in the apartment, because I, I guess the police are done with it, so she's like, yeah, no, whatever, take your time, figure out why the fuck your alarm <laughs> system is shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dean immediately, like, pulls the EMF meter out, and it starts going off. Uh... And we find out that Dean, I think, slept with a cop for some info. Uh, And found out that Meredith's heart was missing. Um, Which sounds like a werewolf thing. (laughs) Dean is, like, getting into, like, talking about his night with this cop. And Sam is like, I don't want to hear this. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's in the background going, please stop. (laughs) It's really great. But yeah, Sam mentions, he's like, well, maybe it's a werewolf. But but there's the, no sense of a break-in. And the cycle isn't right. Um, could be a ghost. That's I mean, the potential. EMF meter was
1: going off, Yeah, so. yeah.
0: So, okay. and then Dean... I don't know how he
1: does this. I have that same question, like...
0: It's one of the biggest, like, really suspending my disbelief here. He sees a pattern in the blood splatters, but and he like tapes. He's like, you got any masking tape? Or can he like you find connects any? it like a
1: constellation with the duct tape.
0: Yeah, and then and then both how does boys he know are what standing. Order it goes in like both I don't boys know. are standing and looking at it. And Sam's like, Have you ever seen that symbol f- before? And Dean says, says, No.
1: Then how did you know what it was? Then how did you know it, it, was? You know it was there? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make. It sense. doesn't
0: make any sense. Ah, uh,
1: Dean. If you don't recognize the symbol, how did you know it was the symbol yeah. that was there? Like, like, how
0: do you find a pattern that you have never seen before, you know? Yeah. Like, if he'd, like, if they'd had, he like, like, a specifically little- specifically
1: knows how to connect the dots, too, with the tape.
0: Yeah. Like, like it makes me wonder if there was originally, like, a montage kind of thing where he, like, tried out different patterns to see, but, like, where would he even get that idea in the first place? You know?
1: unless they experienced that before somewhere. I don't,
0: I don't know. I do not know. It's, it's kind of They never
1: weird. answer that question. They never,
0: nope. It's weird. It's, whatever. We're moving on. Okay.
1: <laughs> the boys go to a bar,
0: obviously. Uh, it's the bar that Meredith worked at, actually, so yeah. it does have relevance to the case. They're not just at a random bar. Dean is flirting with said bartender, though, when Sam shows up, um, and Sam asks if he got everything, uh, if he got anything out of the bartender, um, Besides her number. <laughs> and Dean's like, got a number. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we find out it's, Dean kind of asked about Meredith. Uh, she didn't, like, say or do anything weird before she died. She didn't- she wasn't seeing anything. She was totally normal. You know. Um, and Sam hasn't found anything about the symbol. But this is where we learned that there was a previous victim who died in the same way.
1: Um... So apparently, she, I don't know if we mentioned it, she had, like, she was all cut up and was, like, dismembered, basically, all over the apartment. I think so. <laughs> and her heart was missing. And her heart was missing, And there yeah. was a,
0: a, a guy who died in the same way.
1: Um, with also, like, no signs of a break-in, that type of Yeah. Thing.
0: Yeah. The whole, the whole deal. Uh, and this is when Sam spots, across the bar, with her back to him, Meg...
1: How the fuck did he see her? But okay, whatever. She has a very distinct silhouette, I guess, in here. I guess? She's very um, small. She's tiny. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone's tiny
0: next to Jared. The dude's a fucking mammoth human being. Um, I noticed it looks like she has a tattoo on the back of her shoulder. Like, her shirt's a little bit sheer. Might just be the actress's And I think it's just the actress's, but it looked a little bit... This is a slight... Not a slight. This is a spoiler for season two, I think, um, when Meg is, when Sam possesses or <laughs> Sam
1: possesses. Gonna, try,
0: gonna try that sentence again. <laughs> when Meg possesses Sam and she burns that symbol oh. into his arm... It kind of looked <laughs> at first glance like it was that symbol. What do I have the, the worst way when it comes to the show? <laughs> um, I don't know, because uh, it's my job to remember things. <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> also, guess. you've only seen any of these episodes once. Yeah, I've seen them at well, least now twice three times. With
1: half of season one, but
0: over yeah. half of season one. Um, but it's like, <laughs> honest to God, it kind of looks like a power symbol. It like you know this little symbol on your laptop oh, where yeah. it's like the incomplete circle with the line in it. That's what it looks like. Um, and it locks her in Sam's body so he can't, she can't be exercised. Oh, yeah. And I thought for a second that maybe she got, like, tattooed, but I don't think it, one, I don't think you, like, see it. So
1: she does get exercised from that body later. Yeah. Spoilers. For (laughs) that.
0: There's, there's that detail. She doesn't get (laughs) exercised from that body. And also later this episode, we see her in just a bra and I don't see a tattoo.
1: So. Oh, I saw it. Did you? Yeah. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, now I gotta find that scene. I did It was still on her shoulder. Yeah, I think mean, it's just the actress's tattoo, and they didn't bother to, like cover it up or just be the actress's
0: tattoo. Are you fucking kidding me, Netflix? Oh god, got it. Remember? <laughs>
1: okay. That's I mean... good. I don't know if I can remember that again. <laughs> I mean,
0: not like the person whose Netflix account this is isn't sitting right next to me. I always forget it. Um, let me make this bigger. Oh yeah, you do see it. <laughs> just didn't notice. I didn't mean to make that full screen. Okay, well, now that I have taken a Netflix <laughs> detour, you do see it in the, the topless scene. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I think it's just the actress's tattoo. So they're probably just like, it's, you know, the vessel's tattoo. Meg didn't do it. But I, underneath her, like, because the shirt that she's wearing in the bar is kind of sheer. Yeah. And so you can, like, see the shape of it. And it, honest to God, looked a little bit like the, like, keep you in your vessel tattoo. Like, yeah, it looks like one tattoo. of the
1: supernatural tattoos I don't know yeah it kind of it
0: looks like it's some sort of like you know symbol that could be related but I think it's I think it's literally just the actress's tattoo because it does it's never brought up in any way shape or form and usually if there's like a tattoo that means a specific thing they'll mention it you know Mm -hmm. It, it gets specifically shown you get an actual look at it um if it means something yeah but yeah I don't think this means anything I think I just am easily distracted. But yeah, Sam finds Meg in the bar and he asks, she's like, you thought you were in California. Um, and she's like, yeah, no, I, I went there, I saw the sights, I met Ch- Chad Michael Murray, <laughs> who was actually a friend of Jared's. Really? A fellow actor. Yeah, I think, I think. I think they were on Gilmore Girls together, but I'm not sure. He was a big actor back in the early 2000s. <laughs> he, yeah, he was on One Tree Hill with Jensen's wife, Danielle. He was a,
1: a Cinderella oh, Story. Oh, he was in
0: House of Wax with Jared. That's what they were in together. In Freaky Friday, yeah. Jared was not in Freaky Friday. He wasn't in Gilmore Girls. He was. I think he played Logan, who was like, oh, he was an Agent Carter. Um, but yeah, so he's been in two different things with Jared. Hmm. Um, Gilmore Girls and House of Wax. And then he was on One Tree Hill, which um, one of the actresses for One Tree Hill is... Where is she? There she is. Danielle Ackles. A.K.A. Jensen's wife. (laughs) So. (laughs) Uh, It's just kind of that thing where like all the soap opera early two thousand stars
1: know each other all the people who went to Gene choice awards and all that shit i just remember him from uh cinderella story with hillary duff (laughs) i
0: never saw that i used to listen to one of hillary duff's albums like legit on repeat
1: i loved hillary duff
0: she was great (laughs) i was
1: real big into her
0: um but yeah uh dean like is like excuse me like Sam is talking to a girl, and I don't know this girl. Please introduce me, Sam. (laughs) And Sam introduces them, and Meg immediately gets so sassy. Oh
1: my god. She's, like, real snappy with Dean. (laughs) She's She's like oh, so this is the guy that treats you like luggage. <laughs> yeah, you drag your brother all over the country. Why don't you let him do what he wants to do? And
0: <laughs> Dean's like, um, hello? <laughs> Where is this coming from? <laughs> like, what? Oh my gosh. Uh. Why does Sam say scouts on? not oh! Cause Meg is like, no, we gotta get together and hang out while, well, like, you're in town. And exchanges- they exchange numbers. we should- hook up while you're here, whatever that means. I think she means, like, hang out. But Dean's definitely, like, hello. (laughs) Yes. Dean has such an interest in Sam's sex life. It's honest to God really unhealthy. (laughs) Though, these are the Winchesters. Unhealthy is their family motto. The show wants you to think it's taming people, hunting things. No, it's unhealthy. (laughs) But to be honest, it's the unhealthiness that makes them interesting. Yeah. You know? It's- their dynamic is a big aspect of the show. Um, but yeah, she makes Sam promise to call her and Sam says, Scout's on her. I was <laughs> <It's> just- <laughs> was Sam ever a Boy Scout? I know Dean wasn't. Did they um, ever time to be Boy Scouts? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but yeah, the boys leave and they're- the boys are on two different- planes here, because Dean is having a lot of anxiety about, like, whether Sam actually wants to be with Dean. He's like, you told her, you know, all this stuff? Like, what the heck? Do you really feel that way? And Sam's like, no, no, it was back when we had that fight, and I was gonna go to California. You know, I've met her once by chance on the side of the road, and then at a bus station, and now she's here, and that's weird. And (laughs) Dean's like, I don't know. I mean, coincidences happen. Maybe you just need to get laid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which, um, but I do think this insecurity that Dean brings up is gonna be brought up. Like, it kind of gets brushed aside here, he gets but gets brought up, up later. later. Yeah. Yeah. Which I actually didn't realize until I was going over my notes again yesterday while making, while doing research for the lore. I was like, hold up a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dean also thinks <laughs> Sam is the hots for Meg, as previously mentioned. <laughs> Which, I mean, he's not wrong. I've got the hot Tremek. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she's hot. Forget Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Sam is just like, Dean, could you- <laughs> Oh, earlier in the bar scene, after Dean got the bartender's number, Sam told Dean to think with his upstairs brain a little more. Uh, and then in this scene, Dean tells Sam that he's thinking with his upstairs brain a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a funny little <laughs> callback. It's very, it's inappropriate, but I love it. It's a very Dean line. Um, but Sam S. is Dean to go see if he can find a Meg Masters from Massachusetts, since that's, uh, Meg finally gave Sam her last name and kind of where she's from, I guess, is what he learned in Scarecrow, and then to see if he can dig up anything on the symbol, and Sam's gonna keep an eye on that. she's <laughs>
1: like, Yeah, you are Uh. Kate, how does he know where she lives? Did he just like follow her or I think he followed her.
0: Okay. I would assume he followed her?
1: It never I shows. Realized,
0: that, but... Um I think it's kinda of confirmed later, but I realized it, when Meg like leaves her apartment complex and Sam follows her. That there is no fucking way she doesn't recognize the Impala. There's no way.
1: I think she she's very aware that he's watching her. I think her. she yeah yeah She's going confirmed later on. Percent knows that he she's is. She's just watching. pretending that she doesn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> no, she even mentions it later. I think she mentions that like
0: she laid a trap, but it's just. No, just she mentions that he detail. was watching her later. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's just the specific detail of the car, because, like, Sam, like, sinks down out of sight, so she
1: doesn't see No, she 100% knows he's there the whole time.
0: (laughs) And I'm like, no, like, Sam, she she knows the car, but he doesn't know she knows the car. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, Sam sits outside of Meg's, like, apartment? Motel?
1: Looks like an apartment.
0: It looked like an apartment. But, like, I thought she was, like, only in town temporarily, but I guess maybe, I I don't know. Demons can get apartments if they want them.
1: Uh, (laughs) Um... Oh, maybe it was her friend's apartment or something. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Um, and he's just like sitting in the Impala. I'm sure on the she hundred percent murdered
1: whoever lived there. Oh, definitely.
0: Actually, yeah. No, that that <laughs>
1: explains it.
0: Someone's dead. Um, but yeah, Sam uh, is like sitting outside her apartment, and Dean calls. Uh, he found Meg checks out, uh, and he also found that the symbol links to a Deva. Which he describes as a demonic pit bull, which is not very nice to pit bulls. Dean Winchester, don't make me.
1: (laughs) Pit bulls are widow babies.
0: Who's a widow baby? Are you a widow baby?
1: Honestly, they (laughs) seem like the sweetest dogs by nature.
0: Yeah. The only
1: reason a dog is ever aggressive is because of the owner, or any sort of past trauma. Or, like, situational usually. Like, I know, Which is linked um, to some sort of past trauma.
0: Oh, well, I, like, I remember reading that often chihuahuas are really aggressive because they actually are really prone to migraines.
1: So, like, man, if you're in pain, I'd be snappy, too! (laughs) You know? I I love chihuahuas, because I had a chihuahua, but he was definitely grumpy sometimes. They're tiny demon dogs. He was the sweetest thing, and then he was a demon dog. There's, like, no in between.
0: Yeah. Um... (laughs) But yeah, any any dog can be aggressive and really dangerous. It's just because pit bulls are
1: a bully breed. It's really It's some sort of trauma that they've had.
0: Yeah, it's trauma related. It's they got hurt or, training or related, It's they feel unsafe and in danger, or it's they're hurting. Like yeah. Eight, I mean, then that kind of goes in hand in hand with or, the trauma. Yeah, they got hurt. Or like something. it could be that they're hurting like internally in a, like, an emotional way you can't see, or there's, like, a physical thing that is hurting them, mm-hmm. you know? So, but, <laughs> let's get off our pitbull soapbox <laughs> and learn about devas. Um. Yeah. So, I did my research just within, like, the super wiki and the fandom supernatural wiki. Um, so, devas are violent supernatural beings that have existed for at least 4,000 years. They're invisible to the human eye, which has earned them the description of shadow creatures because that is all that people can see is their shadows, which are kind of a humanoid shape with like long claws. They don't need a vessel to appear on earth, which sets them apart from regular demons. Um, And they seem to be able to move from place to place like regular demons. I don't really know. We never really learned how this works. It also seems like they can kind of like levitate a little bit like they can't like Superman
1: fly but it seems like they kind of can float I don't know I mean I figure kind of the same as demons when they're not in a vessel they're kind of like a spirit yeah
0: yeah that makes sense it's more of a so they're not really bound by the laws of physics as much um they're very strong (laughs) and fast um, and they can be summoned to a specific location via an altar or amulet their only known weaknesses that we see on the show are being bound to a being's will through like a spell, like Meg does, and being exposed to light. Dean describes them as demonic pit bulls, as I previously mentioned. This, they was honestly kind of remind me of the Reaper. Yeah, where like they they- seem like they're kind of like an opposite of the Reaper, because Reapers are just kind of like an, or they're more like an evil version of the Reaper, because Reapers are a neutral force in the world, they just, they do their job regardless yeah. of anything. Whereas devas are more like a evil version of that. They do whatever the fuck they want. They're, <laughs> if, they don't like being bound, If reapers are the neutral line of the d alignment chart, devas are the evil line. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, But for both of them, yeah, like if you bind them, what should they... I mean, most beings probably wouldn't like to be.
0: <laughs> that makes sense. Bound, <laughs> yeah. But they will—they will turn on whoever binds them um, when they are freed. So, um, did you find some interesting stuff about Davas?
1: Yeah. So I, you know, hadn't heard of them before Supernatural. Um, probably because they are another cult, part of another culture that's different than mine. Yeah. Um. So it's part of. So, Odeva is a Zoroastrian supernatural entity. Um, I'll explain what Zoroastrianism is later, because I had no idea.
0: <laughs> I actually didn't know either. They mentioned it in the show that Dean's like, this is a Zoroastrian symbol. mm
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but... with It's a supernatural entity with disagreeable characteristics. <laughs> <laughs> that is one way of saying it. Um, so, it looks like its origins are um, like, Middle Eastern, so, like, Persian and Indian, they have kind of similarities. Okay. Um, so, in the Gathas, the oldest text of the Zoroastrian canon, the Devas are gods that are to be rejected. Um, in the young Younger Avesta, which I assume is another text, the Devas are divinities that promote chaos and disorder. In later tradition and folklore... The Do's are personification of every imaginable evil. Um, so Deva, the Iranian language term, shares the same origin as Deva of Indian mythology later incorporated into Indian religions. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, Zoroastrianism, or Mazda, asna I don't know how to pronounce
0: that. Maz asna Maybe we may yeah. be
1: completely butchering. We that. probably are. <laughs> it's one of the world's oldest continuously practiced religions, based on the teachings of the the Iranian speaking prophet Zoroaster. Um, so it has a dual dualistic 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 cosmology of good and evil, um, and predicts the ultimate conquest of evil by good. Interesting. So yeah, I found that all on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay, I'll include those Wikipedia articles in the show
0: notes for you guys if you want to read deeper onto that. But I had no idea that it was based on an actual like real world religion. I guess that yeah. makes sense because this is how supernatural works: is the stuff is based on something
1: in the real world. So they're part of the Zoroastrian religion. Interesting. Which are practiced I by a lot of Middle Eastern countries. That apparently, it's
0: one of the oldest continuously practiced yeah. religions. And I had never that heard is of it. so <laughs> interesting. Huh, I wonder how many I mean, people, like, how. Because I imagine it's not a huge religion. Like, I think, like, Hinduism is one of the second, is, like the second most. I mean. Or something. I don't remember. So I imagine. On the opposite it's,
1: side of the world, like, you know, yeah, these are big over there, and we may not know about it over here yeah. because we're on the opposite side of the world. Is. And, I um, don't know. America has tended to be very whitewashed and racist in <laughs> trying to erase other religions that aren't Christianity.
0: Um, according to a 2018 article from history.com, Zoroastrianism now has an estimated 100 000 to 200,000 worshipers worldwide and is practiced today as a minority religion.
1: It's not like in a huge religion but yeah
0: yeah That's cool. That's really interesting. I'm going to to include this article in the show notes as well. So Deva is
1: part of their religion.
0: It's one of their, like, chaos gods, I'm assuming? Yeah. Is that what you described it as?
1: Gods to be rejected. I like that description. They promote chaos and disorder. (laughs) And personification of evil. I like that. That's really interesting. So kind of similar to demons.
0: Yeah, it makes... It fits. It's kind of...
1: a different religion's version of demons.
0: It sounds, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I learned lots of new things. I always learn new things when we record. Alright. So getting back into the episode, Dean tells Sam to go knock on Meg's door. um, And then Sam immediately gets caught creeping on Meg as she's like... (laughs) I mean, she did walk in front of a wide open window in just her bra. (laughs) But... Like, he still is definitely creeping on her. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. no no victim blaming here. He should not have been looking. Uh, she gets called out by a lady. She <laughs> calls him a pervert, I think. It's great. Oh, it's his face. His face is so funny. Um, Meg leaves her apartment, though, and Sam follows her. Uh, and they go to, like, an old warehouse. And then Sam full-on Spider-Man's his way up an elevator
1: shaft. <laughs> Seriously. Fucking
0: hell. Good lord. Uh, and he finds Meg, like, at an altar. Uh, and she talks to someone. We see the same goblet that we saw in Scarecrow. That she, yeah. like, slid that dude's throat. <laughs> um, and she talks to someone in the blood goblet and tells them that the the boys are in town and that whoever it is shouldn't come. And then the person, I guess, is, like,
1: says they're coming anyway, um, I did say, um, think anyways that it would have been like more suspenseful and interesting to the plot if they didn't give away that Meg was not what she seemed in my opinion. like if she would if it would have just kind kind of kept that suspense, like, oh, that same girl has showed up again. What's she doing here? Like we don't yes. know that she's like a demon or anything. We don't
0: find out she's a demon until uh I know, but the next time we see her. We so do know right that she's now like we just know evil. Yeah. So we find at the end of the first episode that she's evil and I think the suspense of this episode is that we know something that Sam doesn't know. Yeah. The suspense of this episode is built on the fact that Sam has no idea, at least in the first like half of the episode, that Meg is evil.
1: Yeah. You know? I don't know. I and just, that builds the suspense. I just thought it would have been more interesting I think, the other way, but I don't know, cause um, that's just my opinion, though. Let me.
0: I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking how that would have worked, like storytelling wise, because I think with the way they did it, it did it like indicated to us immediately that this Meg character was someone that we should be paying attention to.
1: Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, like, I still keep like where she keeps evil. like appearing out of nowhere and that's weird well, and like stuff like that but yeah. I think it should have left out like her like stabbing the guy and stuff cause that added more to the suspense of this one I feel like if you didn't know that she like
0: I guess but I think if they had left that out then we would have just thought that she was just a one off character for that episode and it would have felt more jarring for her to suddenly be in this episode you know Because that episode, we learned that not only is she, like, someone to be paying attention to, that she is, like, has something to do with Mm. a powerful entity of some kind, and now in this episode, she's back but we don't have any idea what she's doing and we know she's evil and yeah. Sam doesn't know and Dean definitely doesn't know, <laughs> you know, Dean that thinks she's a gorgeous woman. But he woman. still suspects
1: something, though. Sam,
0: I think it's just because of the way she appears, you know? Yeah. Sam's like, I don't understand, like, why the fuck are you suddenly in Chicago? You know? <laughs> like, I mean, people move around and stuff, but I, I wonder, I wonder if it's his powers. If, it could just be intuition, but I wonder if Sam's bad feeling is part of his like psychic abilities Maybe. being like something is wrong here. Maybe. I don't think that's ever touched on. I don't but know. now it's new my
1: new headcanon. Head cannon's <laughs> head just how I would do I things know. differently, creative differences, I don't know.
0: I'm just thinking about like how that would play out if they hadn't had that scene at the end of Scarecrow if it had just ended with, like, the boys riding off into the sunset again together. Hmm. Like, how would we feel about Meg in this, at the beginning of this episode? They could even
1: show, like, a different scene or something, I don't know. I I just think it adds more suspense, like...
0: Yeah, if like, we didn't know she was evil. Yeah. I was thinking, if we didn't know she was evil, and she showed it in this episode again, how would we feel about... I feel like we'd probably be a little more on Dean's side of the coin, you know a be little just more, as more surprised like surprised as Sam to see yeah. her again because we're like well, oh
1: I wasn't expecting to see you again because yeah. I thought you were a one off character yeah. I
0: think we'd also be a little bit more like well like obviously she's important but I don't think she's evil you know but she the way she appears out of nowhere maybe I don't know huh I don't know now I'm just thinking about, like, how that would change the way we see Meg in this episode. I
1: just feel like, I don't know, this is just it my opinion. Gave it away. But, like, it would have been a more suspenseful and powerful scene when Sam's spying on her up in the abandoned place. Yeah. And they're like, oh. You're like, oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> this girl I have a crush on is not normal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. Definitely, I an definitely, I definitely can see be what you're like, saying. Whoa. Yeah,
0: I guess I've just, I've like, I've seen it the way it is so many times that I've never really thought about if
1: it was a different way,
0: you know. And honestly, there's really no really right love... way to
1: do it. That's just
0: yeah. That's not. This is my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying the like, the way you think it should be is wrong. No, you no. Know? Yeah. I'm just saying it's a different way, and I've never really thought about. Well, it I'm
1: not saying the way the show did it was
0: wrong. I really I just... love that scene, the bad company scene. It's so oh, yeah, that's a good, good scene.
1: Yeah, it's so fucking good. I don't know. It just takes away some of the excitement for me. I guess a little
0: bit, yeah. Because, like, we already know of... she's
1: bad and talks to blood goblets. Like, it's not, <laughs> a, supl- it's not a surprise at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I guess it is I for do... Sam and we're, like, watching him a suspense, it. does build the suspense, though,
0: because, like, let's, let's, just trying to look at this from, like, the perspective of someone watching this episode for the very first time. And you've seen Meg talking to the blood goblet to someone she calls father, I think. Yeah, Um, this is obviously someone powerful. Like Mm -hmm. this, this is someone that Meg looks up to and respects in a position of authority of some kind. Um, And now she's talking to someone again through the blood goblet, saying, "I don't think you should come." But that person is overriding her, and so it sounds like, and this is obviously like the, the implication that they're trying to put is that she is talking to. The father from the first time we saw her. Yeah. And so it's building that suspense so then they can twist it and pull the trap, which we already knew was coming. Or at least I already knew it was coming. So for me, there's no real suspense there because I already know this episode. <laughs> uh, but did I you? I think it'd be
1: interesting maybe if she, like, talked about, like, father or something in if front of Sam, s- but he oh. thought it was her actual father. And she wasn't, like, talking to the goblet, but was, like, on the phone or something. And then you, like, see it for the first time with her, like, talking to the goblet in this episode, you're like, oh shit, this has something to do with the demon. I don't know.
0: Maybe. I think she has to use the goblet, because I think Azazel's in hell.
1: True. Um,
0: So, like, I don't think they have phones in hell. (laughs) Probably
1: not. Um... (laughs) (laughs) But it would have been interesting, because... But yeah. Because they're like, oh, it's not her actual father, it's, like, her demon father. I don't know.
0: Hmm. That's really interesting. I'm also just trying to think of it from, like, a first time watching this episode perspective. Like, how did I feel? You know? And I think there was more suspense for me the first time around because I had no idea the trap was coming. You know? I I don't try and predict- I don't try and
1: predict a show. That was the other reason I felt like, um- like, I knew something was happening, because I already know who Meg yeah. is. Yeah. you already know Meg is... Well, we yeah. also know that she was, like, tracking them earlier. In, like, the Scarecrow episode.
0: Yeah, I think she was definitely following them.
1: Yeah. So, but um, that takes away the the surprise of having the trap later, because we already know that she's, like, following them. I don't think the trap is the surprise. I think... Um...
0: How am, I, what am, how am I trying to word this? What am I trying to say? <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. My, I just feel like- My words that just one, melted out my ears. That one scene at the end of Scarecrow took away all the myst- mystery and suspense for the rest of the episode for me. Because, like, knowing who she yeah. is-
0: Which you don't really know who she is. You just know she's a bad guy. You know she's a demon- Because you have seen past, yeah, but still, like, and you've already know that that she's like
1: some sort of supernatural. But this is
0: being not in that first episode, no. Because like witches, you can kind of tell though. I don't think so. The way she disappears out of nowhere, the way she talks to a
1: goblet, and her eyes turn black, which we've already seen, means there's a demon.
0: Do they turn black? I think so. When she when she cuts his throat, I think. No, I don't. I don't think so. Okay, I'm gonna look up the other episode. We're going back to Netflix. (laughs) Um,
1: Apparently episodes. we have very different opinions on this. <laughs> I
0: don't remember. It's not necessarily different appara- opinions. I think we just remember this episode differently as well. Okay, we're going back to Scarecrow. I, tr- I made...
1: Without the sound, it's really funny. (laughs) Maybe she just has naturally darker eyes and it's hard to tell. I think it's partially just the lighting. Um,
0: The way she pushes him over so cold.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, you can still see the white surprise in that shot. I mean, also, this far in season one, the only time we've ever seen anything weird happen is some sort of supernatural being. Yes, yes. So I think this,
0: like, clues us in that she is linked that fucking CGI. Oh my <laughs> god. I forgot about that.
1: Um. See, this. I don't know. It just kind of spoils the excitement for this episode.
0: I guess. For me, it doesn't really. Because. Because, like I said earlier, we know it. But Sam and Dean don't.
1: Yeah. And like, true. Sam
0: has the bad feeling. But. Like, the bad feeling could be wrong, you know, he's, you know, so like- Well, we know it's not wrong, though, because we, we know, scene. But we know it's not wrong, so we're waiting for something to go wrong. We're waiting for, you know, Sam to make the realization, and for, you know, Dean to find out, and for them, for them to confront Meg. We're waiting for the conflict, you know, to reach ahead. Yeah. I don't know i don't know this is interesting i think this has been a good discussion though i think it has yeah good job babe (laughs) all right um okay so meg leaves um and sam climbs up into this room to look at the altar and it has the zoroastrian Mm-hmm. That's the right word? The symbol that Dean found, uh, and confirms his suspicions that Meg is up to something. <laughs> and he runs back to the motel, and we get, dude, I've gotta to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, and Sam fills Dean in on what he's discovered, which is that Meg is somehow linked to the Devas, he thinks she's controlling them with this altar, Why he didn't destroy the altar then, I was confused by, but then he reveals later that he thinks that they- he doesn't want to tip Meg off, that they know. Um, but, this is when Dean tells Sam the thing that he- the thing that had him going, dude, I've gotta talk to you, (laughs) which is that the two victims, both of them were born in Mm. Lawrence, Kansas, um, and they start, like- speculating about whether Meg could be connected to yellow eyes it's like they're they're not wrong <laughs> um Dean's like well let's go take out the altar and Sam doesn't want to tip Meg off and they have to play it careful because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to tip Meg off and blow um, like warn whatever powerful f- being they think is coming which they think is yellow eyes um, so 'Cause they they want to, they are trying to lay a trap for the demon who is laying a trap for them already. Mm. <laughs> um but yeah. Dean calls John um and gives him the address of the warehouse, and meanwhile Sam has found every single weapon in the trunk that he thinks could potentially be useful. Oh the trunk. That's what he says. <laughs> <Is that>
1: what- <laughs> I thought he said the truck. I'm like- <laughs> Truck? What are you talking about? John's not here yet. <laughs> I know. That's John. why I was so confused. <laughs> oh, he says the trunk. sounded kind of like he said the truck. Oh like, why are you calling the Impala the truck? Jared Diction.
0: <laughs> um, he's got. Like all sorts of stuff that he thinks could potentially be useful, which I think it's really funny that they're like going into this with like a duffel bag full of weapons. Like, what are you gonna do?
1: Suddenly, be like, "Oh shit, we need the holy water. It slipped to the bottom." <laughs> like, also, I'm surprised it doesn't make more noise. Yeah, as especially run around like climbing with it. up the, the, the elevator shaft with a duffel bag full of weapons on their back. Like, dude, that's not stealthy.
0: Uh, but yeah, this is when we get a brother moment. Because Sam starts to speculate, like, what would it be like if we killed, if they killed the demon tonight? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'd sleep for a month, which mood? Yeah. Uh, and then he go back to school. Is he something he specifically mentions? And this is where Dean's anxiety from earlier in the episode comes back up again mm-hmm. because he
1: doesn't want Sam to leave the second they. Finish this. I think Dean didn't realize that Sam wanted to go back to like his old yeah, life. I think I don't he was think like, he did. "Oh, he's just gonna join me with hunting now." Yeah, like, since since Jess died, you know? yeah. What
0: does he gotta go back to? <laughs> Nothing. I'm here, you know. <laughs> um, And he admits to Sam that Dean he wants John, he wants Sam, he wants to be a family again, like they like they were growing up,
1: which is. You know all of Dean's motivation is very family oriented yeah
0: and this is this is really where we come back to Dean's insecurities from earlier is he doesn't he he is insecure about whether or not like he's dragging Sam down you know he's holding Sam back from being more and he wants their family to be the way it used to be and Sam's like <laughs> I don't. (laughs) I don't, and also, they can't be. Like, too much has changed. Sam has changed too much. Dean has changed too much. John has changed too much. They are never going to be the way they were before, and Sam doesn't want them to be. And he he has a really good point, that he still wants to be family with Dean. He doesn't want to cut Dean out of his life entirely. Like, he still wants to be brothers. He just also wants to live his own life and go his own way. Mm -hmm. Which, I think... I think... If they had killed the yellow-eyed demon in this episode, and, like, that had been the end, I think Dean would have probably reluctantly accepted. Um. But that doesn't happen! Spoilers! (laughs) I
1: think finally Dean, like, understands Sam's point of view as much as he doesn't like to admit it. Yeah. I think he would be willing to, like, let him do his own thing. Dean!
0: He's a self-sacrificing son of a bitch. Um. And he will tear himself apart to make Sam happy. You know? hmm Uh, at least at this point in time. Later in the episode. <laughs> or later in the episode. Later, later in seasons things shift and it's, it's, that's one of my favorite things about the show is seeing the way the brother's relationship changes with time. Um. But Yeah. For now, I think if if things had ended in this episode, if they had killed Yellow Eyes, you know, and Sam, Sam would have gone back to school, and Dean would have very reluctantly accepted that,
1: you know. Yeah, he and John would have kept hunting, probably.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Dean, I don't think Dean would ever stop hunting, to be honest. No matter how much I would love a retirement ending for our boys, <laughs> and I've written the fan fictions to prove it. Um, I don't think it it's, it's not possible for Dean. Um, especially at this point in time. Okay. Should we continue on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the boys go back to the warehouse and climb the elevator shaft again. We got two spider Spider-Mans now. It's Peter Parker and Miles Morales. <laughs> Whereas one of them Spider Gwen. <laughs> Sam's got the hair for it. <laughs> I was say. That's a Spider joke one. Dean would make. <laughs> um, and they find Meg at the altar, and they, like, very quietly sneak into the room and, like, sneak around the back. She's, like, doing this chanting thing, and then she goes, Boys, hiding is, like, kind of- <laughs> I don't know what she calls them, childish. Or <laughs> the looks on their faces when she calls them out, though. <laughs> It's really funny. like <laughs> <we> go shit! <laughs> oh my gosh, it's, this is where they start to realize that this is a trap. Um,
1: I love the actress that plays Meg. She's, She's so, good. so good. All of her facial expressions. Oh everything, my gosh! So good. Yes. I remember Nikki, how much I missed Meg. Mickey <laughs> is phenomenal. She's such a great villain. Uh yeah. Um,
0: so Meg Sam, Meg... Sam asks who Meg is waiting for, and she has a dramatic U, and this is where the Dave a- attack. And then somehow the boys get knocked unconscious, or at least Sam does. They, like, get cut up. Sam gets, like, three claw scratches on his cheeks that's definitely scarred. Yeah,
1: didn't leave a scar. Like, not even a slight mark.
0: Yeah. <laughs> definitely scarred. Um, except this is the CW. And we have... I remember specific- I specifically, like, messaged the Discord and was like, does anybody have a link to a panel of the boys talking about this? And they've joked about it before. Because fans would be like, why don't Sam and Dean have scars? And, like, because of the magic CW scar cream. (laughs) (laughs) They (laughs) They gotta keep their faces looking pretty. Yeah.
1: It's because Jared and Johnson don't have scars. Um... But, I guess that would be kind of annoying to have to constantly put like yeah, prosthetic honestly, makeup every I time.
0: Would <laughs> love the boys like scarred up. It would I make more it would sense. Be, but it would definitely make more sense, but I understand how that would work, be. That's more work, I guess. Yeah, that'd be a lot more prep work. More of a budget. <laughs> bigger budget up for makeup. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, I guess Sam gets knocked unconscious because he wakes up tied to a pillar. I don't remember seeing him go unconscious, but I guess he does. Uh, and this is where he, like, realizes it's a trap. Both the boys are tied up to pillars, sitting on the floor, and Dean asks why Meg hasn't killed them already, and this is where Meg reveals that this is a trap, but it's not a trap for the brothers. (laughs) It's a trap for their dad, (laughs) which is what Sam realizes, that they are, they are not the, the, um, the... Hunted, they are the bait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dean doesn't think John will fall for a trap like this, and he he is too good for to fall for that. And Meg is like, yeah, no, John's pretty damn good, but he has one weakness and the or two weaknesses basically, and they are tied to pillars in a warehouse <laughs> at the moment. So also also, Dean says John's not in town, and Meg says I I happen to know he is, <laughs> but she is right. You I think he
1: a... got their phone call and came to town, or was he on the I demon's trail, and kind of led him this?
0: I don't really know. I do think the phone call had something to do with it, but it would make sense since he got there so quick. Yeah, that it was he like was, really fast. <laughs> like in the area, kind of already, and then got the
1: call. Like he, he's been on the followed... trail of the demon this whole time. Yeah, so.
0: that he would like followed some omens. And the knew that something was going to go down in Chicago was already, like, heading that way when Dean called. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I made a note. <laughs> Meg and Sam's relationship is so sexual in the early seasons. Like, the tension is hardcore. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: So much so, I think that is, Meg actually kind of has a thing for Sam, too. I don't know. It may be. Or she gets a kick out of it. I don't know. She definitely
0: gets a kick out of it. She's a demon. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It is, it is
0: very, the the consent is dubious at best. Um, And I think this might be our first example of, like, sexual, not necessarily violence, but, like, against the boys, against one of the brothers. That's actually going to be a common, reoccurring occurrence. (laughs) <laughs> that was a weird wording of that sentence um but especially Sam <laughs> where's my spreadsheets um let me find them oh boy that is a lot of fix I haven't opened a spreadsheet in a while where the fuck is my spreadsheet what spreadsheet my my podcast
1: spreadsheet
0: <laughs>
1: ah. what episodes are we gonna cover
0: no this one stuff to track Ah Snow with two W's because I've typoed it and I didn't bother to fix it. Um time Sam is knocked out. Oh, he gets knocked out in 116 <laughs> He's knocked out by a deva. Davey. <laughs> I spelled that wrong. <laughs> um. Crave desecrations. haha! Ha. Here it is. Now oh, this is our second instance of it. Meg. <laughs> just, just Meg. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave it that way. I forgot I'd already started a spreadsheet for that. to all the buck lemming episodes
1: because
0: I wanted to track a specific theme across those episodes too um but we've only had one so far okay um <laughs> now that I've <laughs> gone through my spreadsheets I have like 12 spreadsheets I have so many spreadsheets that's fucking ridiculous I don't need to be like this but I am what? I love you I love you too <laughs> uh okay so it turns out that sam was meg's like kind of flirting with sam this is where yeah this is where she brings up that she knew sam was watching her through the window Mm -hmm. um and uh dean gets his like pocket knife out switchblade i think is what the subtitles called it (laughs) yeah um and starts cutting his own ropes and Meg hears it and like skitters over there. That's full on what she does. She doesn't get up, um, and takes skitters. the knife from him. And then she like goes back to Sam and is like, "You're just trying to distract me so your brother could escape." And Sam's like, "No, I was distracting you so I could escape, <laughs> and he has gotten free. And he hits her in the face like he headbutts her. And then Which he apparently works. We used to get like a, I think he more stunned her than actually like did harm." I think, and also I think at this point she's not trying to reveal to them that she's a demon. Or she's trying to not reveal to them that she's a demon. I no. think she's trying, she wants Sam to think that she's just like an a evil human or a witch or some kind, yeah. you know?
1: I guess I keep um, forgetting that we don't know she's a demon yet. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think that's definitely a factor that I keep forgetting too. Yeah. Because we, we, we... We know. The, the podcast hosts <laughs> know she's a demon. Audience, but this point, watching the episode, in the season, you
1: shouldn't know. And the she the
0: Winchesters up. do not know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he headbutts her, <laughs> and then we actually like a lot of the times when people like headbutt someone in a movie or TV show, they act like it doesn't do anything. But Sam's like holding his forehead, and I'm like, How hard was her nose? <laughs> like, um. <laughs> Sam gets up and destroys the altar, which frees the devas, and they attack Meg and throw her out a window. Yeah, they're kind of pissed. <laughs> and what do the Winchesters do with Meg's body? Nothing. Do she's, they just leave her alive. on the street? But they, we cut. They go and they go to the window and they look down at Meg's body on the sidewalk. I think they just leave her there. And Dean's yeah. like, "Sam, you have terrible taste in women, basically," and then. Um And then we cut back to the motel. And Sam, like, insisted on bringing the the bag in. It's this my, this my, more intuition on Sam's part that he thinks they should be armed still. Hmm. Even though they've, like, defeated the bad guy. Yeah. I I think it's his powers. I don't think that's, like, canonically, like, his, the what's happening. But that's my new headcanon is Sam's intuition in this episode. Especially is his powers being, like... Nah. Well, they know the Davas
1: are still loose.
0: That's true, but I would assume, since Davas don't usually seem to cause issues unless they're summoned, I would assume that's probably- they probably think, oh, the Davas, like, you know, think they're free, they've gone back to wherever the Davas usually hang out yeah. kind of thing, like the Reaper did, you know? That's yeah. That's probably what they're thinking. But, I just- do they just leave Meg on the sidewalk? That's
1: what I assume. Boys, yeah. that's
0: really poor planning! Yeah. <laughs> Normally, if there's, like, a dead body at the end of a case, they'd, like, burn the corpse or something so there's no ghost. I don't know. Like, do they want people to just think that it was a suicide? Like, I don't- I feel like there's a deleted scene that we're missing here. There's got- there's something missing here. What else would they do with it? I don't fucking know. That's the problem. (laughs) Obviously, they didn't burn it. Um, Yeah. Um, but the boys, yeah, the boys go back to the motel room, apparently leave Meg lying on the sidewalk. (laughs) That's what I'm assuming has happened. (laughs) It's gonna- it has driven me crazy since the first time I watched this episode. I've never gotten to complain vocally about it. What (laughs) the fuck did they do with the body? Um, okay. Uh, Dean's like, why are you bringing the weapons in? We're just gonna leave in the morning. And Sam's like, No. We should be safe, and sure enough, there's someone in their motel room. Except
1: it's just their dad. Finally, my notes say, "John, you son of a bitch." <laughs> so. This is this is the first time we've seen him since episode one, right?
0: I think we briefly see him. At the beginning of Scarecrow, in like a oh, when he's talking on the phone, phone. booth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think this is... Oh, we saw him at home. At the very end of home. At Missouri's house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we've seen him... This is our third time actually seeing John, but this is the first time the boys have seen John. For Dean, since whenever they split up last, and for Sam, since the night he left for Sanford. Which, like, has been... A while. (laughs) At least two three years yeah maybe four i don't remember the the the, how long sam's been at stanford is a mess (laughs) i probably it makes sense for it to be four if he went like to stanford like the first semester after he graduated high school but whatever okay but yeah this is their first time seeing john in a long ass time um and he goes so soft around his boys i fucking love jeffrey Dean morgan (laughs) He is so good as John. He brings so much depth to the character of John Winchester mm-hmm. than the writers ever could or would or will. Like, you know, John Jeffrey Dean Morgan genuinely cared about this character and it really showed in his performance. And the way he just goes all soft yeah. with the boys, oh just me feelings. Um, we we learned that John got to the warehouse in time to see him. He says to see the girl take the swan die. <laughs> I'm assuming she was
1: the bad guy. <laughs> Which is, it's a great little moment. Um, also, how does he know what hotel room they were staying in? I think Dean may have
0: told him. Oh, maybe. I don't think we saw Dean tell him, but he may have, like, texted him the details or something, since apparently John has figured out how texting works now. <laughs> um... And this is where we kind of learn why John has been keeping his distance, because Sam and Dean are like, "What the fuck?" Uh, and John is close to finding a way to actually kill the demon, not exorcise it, not just send it back to hell, like just dis- kill it, destroy yeah. it, which is not a thing the boys have heard of heard of before. Yeah, and the demon knows that Sam or that John is close to this, um, and he needs to keep the boys separate and safe. Because if they... this The next scene proves this again. <laughs> is that when they're together, it puts them all in danger. Mm-hmm. Even though the boys really want to go with John. Um We get... I think this is the closest to an apology Sam is going to get from John. It's a pretty... It's an okay apology for a Winchester. But John <laughs> turns to Sam and says, It's good to see you again. And I think... 'Cause John is the one who told Sam that if he walked out the door not to come back and now he's telling Sam, like, Thank you for coming back you know? Yeah. He's kinda being like, No, I was a I was a fucking idiot. He's not admitting fully that he was a he was you know, it was a dumb thing to say, but he gets as close to it as a Winchester is capable of. <laughs> Yeah. That's what we saw in Scarecrow. Sam can't, or Dean can't fucking say sorry. I wonder where he gets that from. Dean, go to therapy! Um. No, don't go to therapy. <laughs>
1: You're need interesting asses. Who needs therapy?
0: <laughs> <I> need therapy. <laughs> uh, it just makes me think of dumb AO3 tags that are like, no betaing, we die like men, and things like that. <laughs> no therapy, we die like men. What? <laughs> That's what my brain did. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is definitely where Dean gets it. This is, John is not able to say he's sorry either, but he will admit to Sam that he's, like, missed him. Yeah. You know? It's a cute little moment. And then we get a Sam-John hug, and then a David attacks! <laughs> it's very dramatic, to Or be multiple, honest. I don't know. Like, I think it's just one, cause John gets thrown across the room, and then the boys get thrown the other way, and then John is being attacked, and the boys are like I think they hit a wall or something, like they're a mm-hmm. little bit stunned. Yeah. But then, like Sam meds just to get the duffel bag, so I think it's just the one Deva attacking John, but I mean, they are invisible, so there could <laughs> be twenty in this room, and we no, we'd probably I see mean... the shadows. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the fact that the boys kind of
0: stopped getting attacked. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's only one. Um, but we cut to outside the motel and see that Meg, who the boys apparently left on the sidewalk, is alive, and she has an amulet in the same Zoroastrian... I, I feel like I'm pronouncing that wrong every time. I think, I think I'm doing right. it okay. As far as I know. I think I'm pronouncing it the way the show pronounces it, at least. She has an amulet in that same symbol from the altar. The same one that Dean recognized, even though he hadn't seen it before. <laughs> uh and this is where sam has a great idea mm-hmm. <laughs> which is to light some flares because they are shadow demons so if you get rid of the shadows that's his logic and lucky for sam it's it works, it works <laughs> cuz i feel like knowing that the demons aren't actually shadows that's just all you can see of them like but whatever. It works. Gives the boys a chance to escape. Also, the demons don't follow them outside. I guess they're probably, like, hurt by the light. It seems like the light, like, burns them. You Yeah.
1: They definitely don't like light.
0: (laughs) It's like me when you take me on a hike. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I don't hate sunlight that much. (laughs) Um, Also, how the fuck did no one in that home hotel hear them? Like, John was full on screaming as this Dave is like, cutting him up. And also, like, and no one the hears. whole hotel
1: room, like, lit up, too, with yeah! a flare or whatever <laughs> he's he's like, using.
0: They, You can still see it when they go outside. There's, like, a bright light in the window. <laughs> I think you can
1: legit go blind. From flares? Yeah. Feel I think it you directly can, at them, yeah, because yeah. you're supposed to, like, shoot them into the sky kind of thing. If you lit one off in a room, that would be very bright. <laughs>
0: Gosh, that sounds like a bad idea. But it worked, at least, so good for them. They lived. (laughs) We have 15 more, 14 more seasons of TV to get through as a result. (laughs) They didn't die in this episode. (laughs) I don't know how no one hears them. Um, They get outside, and Sam tries to, like, rush them all into the car. And Dean says John shouldn't come with them. Um, Which, I feel like this is a little bit of Dean reverting back to his, like, good soldier- mentality. Follow John's orders. John's already said they need to be separate. Like, yes, he misses his dad, but But John's he also right. realized. Yeah, especially now. <laughs> yeah. That they're just gonna get John killed. They
1: almost just did. Or the, all of them killed. <laughs> yeah, the demons are gonna use the boys to get to John and they need to why go their the, separate ways. Why do the demons want John so much again? Cause
0: John says that the demon knows that he is close to finding The way to kill it. So it's basically
1: just a self-defense
0: thing, I guess. Self-preservation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam has finally gotten the thing he's been looking for all season. Yeah. Since episode, the end of episode one, Sam has, well, one of the two things. He
1: has John back. And
0: now... Which is the whole
1: reason he went with Dean anyways. Yes,
0: was to find John and get re- get his revenge. He hasn't yeah. gotten his revenge yet, but John was the step towards getting revenge, and now, like, he's found John, and John is leaving again, and so now he's like, but, like, you know, and I think there's also the, like, the part of him that probably did miss his dad, you know? Yeah. For all the, all of his issues with John... All the fights that they had, all the things they said that last night when Sam left for Stanford, like, Sam still, like, loves and misses his dad, you know, and now Mm -hmm. he's got his dad back, and now he has to let his dad go again? Like, you know? I think it takes a lot, a lot, for Sam to trust that his dad... Is doing that, they're doing the right thing, and mm-hmm. to trust that his dad is making the right choice and knows what he's doing. And after all this time, I don't think that's easy for Sam to do, yeah. especially
1: after all that time. Yeah, but I think he's more kind of a trusting Dean, too. Yes, yes, because he, he definitely a good does point. trust Dean now. Yeah, he didn't at first, probably as much. I but. think he probably it
0: seems like Sam.
1: Defers to Dean a little more than John. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Dean was more of his father than John was in some in some ways. Some ways, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I think it's also just the boys have built, are building a different kind of bond in mm-hmm. this season. Because originally, like they, you know, growing
1: up, like yeah, they're reconnecting again. Yeah, they're reforging. They may have a really tight, a healthier relationship than before, which isn't saying much, but. <laughs>
0: boys have an unhealthy relationship, and you know what? That's part of what I love about this show. Facts. It's That's,
1: interesting. It's definitely healthier, though, unhealthy
0: rela- or healthy relationships in, like, TV shows and movies are fucking boring.
1: Yeah. They're so boring! <laughs> well, I mean, they've definitely repaired a lot of their issues in the season. Yes, yes. And they'll have before. issues that
0: come up later. There are some interesting relationships that are in TV shows that are healthy. Like, um in the show White Collar when the main characters Peter him and his wife El- wife Elizabeth have like a really healthy happy marriage and they are fucking phenomenal together um and that I actually find very interesting But they're both really interesting characters already. So you take two characters that are interesting and stick them together and watch them bounce off each other, you know, and that's, that's part of what makes them really fun is you're watching two characters who are literally like perfect for each other. And that doesn't mean they don't have conflicts, but Mm -hmm. watching them be like a tight team. But that's the kind of relationship that takes a long time to build and Sam and Dean aren't quite to that point yet. No. but They're, 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 they're a they a tight lot of good team, steps, though. But they're an unhealthy team still. <laughs> Not that they'll ever be a healthy team. <laughs> they're gonna be unhealthy for the rest of this show.
1: Don't you think, though, that they've come a long way this <laughs> they season? Because they've worked the, through a lot of stuff. Yeah. They'll continue to work through a lot of stuff. Oh. They'll Not backtrack. Over, but... <laughs> <laughs> We've got 14 and a half episodes, seasons of TV to get through. Well, they've come from, like, being strangers to, like, being brothers again. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: I had never even realized that Dean was probably or Sam was probably trusting Dean's judgment in that scene, yeah, when he decides to you know it's
1: let it John was go like Dean that said it at first, so
0: yeah it's so interesting, all right, but John gets in his truck and drives away monster truck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is the first time we see his truck,
0: s- right? It's a Sierra Grand, I think. It's fucking huge. It's lifted. He's got... We see his, like, whole setup in the next episode we see him in. The, like, his whole setup in the trunk. and it, Fucking hell, John. Isn't this the first time we see his truck, though? This is the first time we see his truck, yeah. yeah. We get a better look at it in the next episode we see him. Yeah. Um, I made a note that the boys are fucking beat to hell. <laughs> <laughs> They've got that magic yeah, CW are. scar makeup. Um... And now we get a dramatic close-up shot of Meg watching the boys leave. She seems very frustrated that the
1: plan, to because they got them all in one room, you know? Very close. <laughs> very close. So close. And she's probably going to get in trouble, too, so she's probably like... Ooh,
0: I hadn't even thought of that.
1: Because she failed. She failed, yeah. Oh. So she's probably like, oh, shit. <laughs> Ooh. I have to answer to father. <laughs> I hadn't even
0: thought about that. I have a feeling he's going to be mad. Oh no, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh. You had a note about Meg, but you closed your notes. What was it? I did. Yeah. You can go to recent and it'll show up. Ta-da. Oh. What was your note about Meg? That? Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess that's when... They died. Or when they died. What? When they tipped the altar. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was something about how, like, I thought the the Davas were mad, were mad. Like, why are they
1: still... <laughs> but, I don't know. I guess she still had control over one of them. Because she got the amulet back.
0: Yeah. I guess there must have... I know there were, I think, two. I think there was one or two. I think she kind of talked like there was multiple... So it's potential, Well like,
1: She bound them all different ways or something. I maybe, don't
0: know. Maybe, yeah, she had like a backup one.
1: <laughs> backup one. They had a
0: backup demon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because oh, like destroying the, the altar made most of them go haywire. Yeah. And then get mad at her.
0: Uh huh. They probably fair. figured
1: that like, even if they like
0: shredded her vessel, she could just find another vessel, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause no, I don't think the Davas can kill a demon. That's not a power that's listed in the Super Wiki. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, new sign in on my Netflix account. I wonder who that was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I think
0: that is it for this episode. Actually. Yeah, we actually had a lot to talk about. How yeah, we did. Damn. Next week we are. We're doing, doing two. Yes. That's what's planned, at least. We'll okay. see if that happens. Next week, we have planned to do a combo episode of 17 and 18, which is Hell House and Something Wicked, which is very exciting. I'm very excited. I just use the word excited
1: Oh, isn't the next episode where we get Ghost yeah, for the first time, Yeah, <laughs> we meet the Ghost facers. Yeah, I remember that. We don't
0: get their super catchy theme song yet, though. Ghost Facers. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> the only <laughs> part I remember. <laughs> I love that fucking theme song. It's so dumb, and I love it. Alright. I think that's it for this episode, though. Also, I think I've said that, like, three times already.
1: (laughs) Um, do you have any final thoughts, babe? Um. No. I missed Meg as a villain. She's really good. She's so good. (laughs) She's one of my favorites that I've seen so far. Nikki plays Meg
0: so well. She, like, gives up her 10% every time she's on screen. She understood that assignment. (laughs) 100%. Wow. But yeah, it was a just good episode. I like that one. It's a
1: really good episode. Yeah, we got. It's to fun some... to see all three of them together
0: again. Uh huh. We got into some brother stuff, some Winchester family as a whole stuff. Yeah, it was a good episode. Awesome. Okay, I think that is all. I need to stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Talk About Sam Pod, on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast, and on Tumblr at We Need to Talk About Sam. You can also email us at We Need to Talk About Sam at gmail.com. That goes straight to me. But if you have something for Haley, I can obviously, like, she'll see it. I'll, you know, I'll show her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Lil Red Who Could on Twitter and Little Red Who Could on Tumblr. Haley, where are you
1: on the internets? Why did I say it that I'm, way? I'm on Twitter <laughs> at LifeFlowsOn3 and Tumblr at hfthoughts-blog. Awesome.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you like this episode, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.
1: Beeb. Tell them about Pride. We went to Pride last week.
0: <laughs> That's exactly how you started it on Wednesday, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yes. But <laughs> so this time there was a little more enthusiasm behind it. Just a titch. <laughs> I don't know the last time I used the word titch, but titch. now it's my favorite. Is that a word? <laughs> yeah. Now I'm going to Google it to
1: prove it. <laughs> just Just a titch never heard that term. Uh, it's a UK. Eh, uh, that'd be why.
0: A very small person, small child, or a small amount. I'll have just a titch more cake. Hmm. I don't know where I picked it up from. I actually use a lot of UK phrases. Like, I, I say, have a go, and my dad's like, like, I said, have a go to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think I was saying like, oh, yeah, I'll have a go at that. And he was like, I'm sorry, what?
1: <laughs> like, I, I, I'll call things that are just... um, slippery, slippy. Did you say slippy? That's funny. I got it from beer Girls, and I can't go back now. (laughs) Like, this is really slippy. It's so much better than slippery. (laughs) Slippy. (laughs) Like, this ice is really slippy. (laughs) That was a terrible attempt at a British accent, but
0: yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think what other British like bits I'll say sometimes I spell words with a U just to feel fancy about it but I don't think that's a like just a me that's thing I think that's old a some old English well no I'll spell like I'll spell favorite with a U that's you the know, British or spelling or color yeah. I constantly spell gray wrong G-R-A-Y Ugh, yeah. is one spelling, and G-R-E-Y is the other spelling, and I don't remember which one is U.S. and which one's British, but Google <laughs> or, um, Grammarly
1: doesn't catch either of them, I'm pretty so. sure E-Y is English. I mean, American. <laughs> They're both English.
0: They're <laughs> both English. But I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I don't have any idea. We are off topic. Tell about pride.
1: Uh, So they did, like it differently this year in Utah. Mm -hmm. So they had like a, it was called a Pride Story Garden. Yeah. And so basically they like fenced in like the park, like kind of like a maze type of thing. Around,
0: um, what was the building? Was it Washington Square Park? Yeah. I can't remember what the building in the middle of that is. I don't know. But, um. It's a big fancy government building with all the like little ornamental bits and stuff, you know. Yeah. Y'all
1: know exactly the kind of building I'm talking about. But they had, um, like, different sections based on different, like, history. So the first part was, like, Utah, like, Mormon figures. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I have your brochure. That that are also gay.
0: It has the, uh, the map. Utah it's
1: queer just... history. That's it. Yeah. Um, then, like, I don't know what salt lake is burning one was <laughs>
0: it was a reference to the documentary paris is burning which is about um drag culture and like hmm. people of color and i think that was the section with um like the um um like queer native hmm, yeah inclusion which was really really nice to see then we
1: have award winners arts and entertainment Community stakeholders remembering Stonewall, drag queendom, kingdom, kingdom, <laughs> uh, LGBTQ plus around the world, transcending gender, mm-hmm. uh, civil rights timeline, sanctuary. Uh, there's like a dance party section we which no one was that in. One. <laughs> um,
0: I think your. One of your friends went in there and got because they did a unicorn scavenger hunt. so each yeah. um each section had um a handful of gardens within it, and so it was divided kind of by the color. and each of the gardens had a um a unicorn sticker hidden somewhere in it with a number. And so if you found all the numbers on the unicorn stickers, you got a uh, picture taken with a Polaroid. And you went on the winner's wall at the end. Yeah. And so Liz went in to the, um, the dance party <laughs> section and found the unicorn so loud. for us. <laughs> we were standing outside and I was already, like, plugging my ears. Like, it was so loud. It gave me a headache. <laughs> it might not have also been the caffeine deprivation, because I don't think I'd had a Dr. Pepper in a couple of days. Yeah. I am currently on day five of my... Queen, Dr. Pepper. So. Go me. Oh, I haven't had job. a caffeine headache today, so. Oh, well, that's progress. Yeah. That's
1: good. <laughs> and then there was, like, community partners, retro, tributes and memorials, and then there was, like, a flag garden.
0: That was so cool.
1: And a pride garden. So, I liked yeah, the flag really cool. one,
0: because there was lots of stuff that I learned. I also liked the transcending gender one, because, mm-hmm. um... I use she, they pronouns, and I consider myself genderqueer, and that falls under the trans umbrella, and I never really thought of that, so that was kind of (laughs) cool.
1: I actually found, like, there's so many more flags that we, like, don't know about. so many flags. I found, uh, like, a certain flag that I felt kind of identified a lot with me Mm -hmm. that I didn't realize was a thing. Which one was it? I took a picture of it. Let's see.
0: It was the one across from the the men, the gay flag, right? Yeah. Because there's the rainbow, like, LGBT flag, but then there's, a, like, a blue and green one that is specifically for the men.
1: It might have been gender flux. Let me look it up again. I have to zoom in.
0: didn't take a better picture. That one's mine.
1: <laughs> so this is the one I kind of identified with. So someone whose gender identity varies in intensity. Mm, Yeah. So individuals experience variation in the intensity of their gender rather than variation in identity. So their gender identity often stays the same, but it fluctuates from agender to 100% of a given gender. Mm -hmm. It is possible to be gender flux with any gender identity. I kind of identified with that because some days I kind of have more masculine energy. Sometimes I have more Uh feminine energy, but I not enough to like change my pronouns. But yeah, I'm kind of more in flux like that. So I really identified with that one, and I liked it.
0: Thank you. Because I I like that they have
1: like an identity for like everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody on the spectrum. So it makes you. There is
0: legitimately. Not feel left out. A flag
1: for everyone. There were
0: so many terms I'd never even heard of which is really cool like there was the um the there was there's one that's like nep- based off the word neptune I think that yeah. one was really interesting
1: there's a andro- androgynous as a flag mhm uh, gender queer non-binary of course there's like regular lesbian uh-huh. uh huh. butch lesbians have their own flag mm-hmm. as well as lipstick lesbians gay men have their own flag like there's still so many flags i didn't realize were out there yeah yeah it was very cool. And I love the new lesbian flag, by the way.
0: The 2018. It's so one. pretty. It's gorgeous. It looks like a sunset. They
1: added like, more orange and red into
0: it. Mm-hmm. Which... It's supposed to be more inclusive to lesbians of all gender identities.
1: Oh, yeah, here it is. So dark orange is gender nonconformity, middle orange is independence, light orange, community, white, unique, connections to womanhood, light pink, serenity and peace. Middle pink, love and sex, and dark pink is femininity. Yeah, So, it's more inclusive of all. It's much more aspects inclusive, which I yeah, lesbianism. I really love. Also, it's gorgeous. It looks it like a sunset. Looks <laughs> like a sunset. It's my
0: favorite.
1: <laughs> I really want to get that one, and I kind of want the gender flux
0: flag too. I like the gender flux one. Is like a pastel, mm-hmm. rainbowy kind of color. It's really pretty. I like the gender this queer is deep. one, <laughs> but the green is very intense. It is. <laughs>
1: So, genderqueer is an umbrella term. Encompasses many identities. Um, they make up a combination of male and female genders, but they don't have to. So, lavender is androgyny and queerness. White is agender, and green is identities outside the binary. That's me. So, very cool. i the queen. <laughs> but Yeah, I use
0: um, she, they pronouns. So fun fact. And she's bi. And I, yes, I'm bi and Demi. So, I love the Demi flag. It's really cute. That one is That's very the cute. one. It's, um, like, the ace colors with the gray and the purple and white and then it has a black triangle that comes off the side. Like, if, you've, if you guys have seen the new um, like, trans um, people of color inclusive Um, LGBT flag with the rainbow and then the triangle triangle. that comes in the chevron with the black, brown, and then the trans colors. Um, Mm -hmm. It's got that same kind of triangle design, but it's just solid black. I really like it. I've also seen a version of that that was a bi-demi flag that had a... um, It's not like an official flag, but it was a design design someone had done that wasn't like a officially, you know, (laughs) like it definitely wasn't in the flag garden. Mm -hmm. Um... But it had, it was the demi-flag and then it had a heart in the middle that was the bi-colors, which was really oh, cool. cute.
1: I like that. Yeah, it was cute. But. Yeah, there's so many. Uh, it really helps you feel like you're being included and, like, yeah. recognized, you know? Yeah,
0: there's so many different kinds. And, and it was
1: so cool to, like, be there together and, like, feel like mm-hmm. we didn't have to, like, hide who we are in front of anyone. We could just openly be ourselves. And everyone was so nice and inclusive. And yeah. that's why I love Pride. Like
0: Yeah. I've never been there. to Pride before because I don't do big crowds, even pre-COVID. I don't do big crowds, I don't do, like, loud parties and dancing and loud music and people and strangers, and no. It's just, I really don't, I really kind of hate it. It makes me have, um, panic attacks and a lot of anxiety even just thinking about it. Um, so I've never been to Pride before this year because I straight up was like, this is not a space where I will feel safe. Are you making good... (laughs) (laughs) You're so cute. But yeah, it was just, I just knew just from, like, descriptions and videos and pictures that it was not a a, a place where I would kind of feel safe. Not, like, as a queer person, but just safe as in, like, a walking ball of anxiety. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. And it's one of the things that kind of frustrates me about the LGBT community is we're supposed to be, like out loud and proud and flashy and you know yeah, colorful. Kind of and I am... the colorful and some more introverts of yeah. the
1: GPT community but... I'm not
0: that way That I was with when I was looking at city populations, or was I just doing that on my own? Uh... I think I maybe might have been might doing have been that doing on your own. own. I was looking at the top ten c- cities, like by
1: population size. Let me see. In the world or in the U.S. <laughs> U.S. Um. Yeah, New York, number Here one, surprise. Yeah. Okay.
0: so, this is the exact, by Population 2021, so, um, sure. number 10, we are getting into outtakes. Number 10 is San Jose, California, with a little over, um, one million people. Dallas, Texas has almost one and a half million. San Diego is a little under one and a half million. San Antonio is a little over one and a half million. Philadelphia, a little over one and a half million. Phoenix, 1.7 million. And then we double, or almost double, with Houston, which is 2.3 million. And then we have Chicago, which is 2.6. And then we almost double again and go 4 million for Los Angeles. And then we more than double, and New York's population is 8,622,357 as of 2020. Like, look, I just, it's the jump that just cracks me up. That's crazy. Because you go from the one, you know, 1.0, 1.4, 1.4, 1.5, 1.5, 1.7, 2.3, it's kind of a big jump, 2.6, 4, (laughs) then 8.6. Like, excuse me,
1: (laughs) Crazy! What just
0: happened there? <laughs> <laughs> Such a wild jump. Also, the the like population of New York by like square mile is fucking insane. Because uh, they all live jam Because instead they're... of building out, they built up. You know. That I don't think I could ever live in New York. The first York.
1: city that the pandemic hit hard. Oh was yeah, New York city. I remember
0: that. That was oh my god! I remember all seeing the news stories about, um, like, paramedics from. Like states, states on the other side of the country going to yeah. New York. Yeah. And, then, Utah and then being lost <laughs> in the streets and everyone's like, It's a grid system <laughs> and the paramedics are like, These streets are named the same thing but not the
1: same thing <laughs> like it's a whole whole thing. I remember that. Yeah, we had some Utah um,
0: doctors they? and stuff that went to help out.
1: That's awesome. Okay. Let's get back on topic. We're in Chicago.
0: Um, and we both... (laughs) Okay, I gotta tell you guys these stories, because... So the first one... The first one is kind of interesting. The second one is just fucking dumb. (laughs) So the first one... The year I started college, 2016, was the year that Supernatural run, won a fan-voted contest that uh, Entertainment, Entertainment Weekly did to be, like, on the cover and be the central focus of an issue of the magazine. Supernatural won. Um, and so Jared and Jensen did this whole photo shoot with the Impala um, I had. <laughs> they
1: still have those those um, photo shoot posters on sale at Barnes and Noble because they Do still they genuinely have way too many in stock. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> um, and there was a whole issue. It was a specific like supernatural centric issue of Entertainment Weekly, and I wanted it. Um, and the week it came out, I called the Barnes and Noble. This is how badly I wanted it. Little anxious as fuck, nerdy me called the Barnes and Noble. Down by my college, and was like, "Hey, do you guys have this issue of Entertainment Weekly in stock?" And what I should have done when she said no, we usually get stuff like that a week late, was I should have just waited a week. <laughs> but not, that's not how I work. Um, and I was like, "Okay, thanks." And then I called the next closest Barnes and Noble, which was thirty minutes north <laughs> by train, at the mall by my grandma's house, actually where I currently live. Um, and I was like, hey, do you guys have this in stock? And the lady was like, yeah, no, we got it in stock. And I was like, oh, cool, can you hold one for me to come get? And she was like, yeah, we can only hold it till the end of the day. And I was like, okay, awesome. I'll get, you know, on the train and I'll go up there and I'll get it before close and then I'll so take the train
1: home. Before you had a car. I'm ta- I yes. It. <laughs>
0: I did not get a car. I did not get my own car until the the gap semester that I took after my sophomore year of college so yeah so I got I got on Google and I mapped it out and I was like okay so I need to take the train the front runner to this stop um and then I thought I had to get on tracks for some reason I didn't I had to get on a bus um there's no tracks I don't at that think tracks stop. goes anywhere near there no it goes <laughs> down a different way Um, I thought I had to get on tracks but I I got to the stop though and I couldn't remember and I texted my roommate and I was like, hey, can you look it up and tell me how to get from here to the mall and she was like, oh, you need to get on tracks and I was like, there's no track station and then (laughs) by sheer chance a bus pulls up it is the last bus of the night did I mention (laughs) that it is now sundown? The, the sun has gone down and I am in a 19-year-old college freshman alone in an area I don't know. (laughs) This bus pulls up to the stop, and I go up to the bus driver, and I say, hey, I need to get to this Barnes & Noble at this mall. Can you tell me how to get there? And he was like, actually, you're going to take my bus, but my bus is the last bus of the night, so I don't know how you're going to get home except to walk from Barnes & Noble to the track station. Which is, like, up through the neighborhoods. Yeah. (laughs) And so, that is what I did. (laughs) I had my whole ass backpack, because that's how I rolled. Um, I, by some stroke of luck, brought my umbrella, because it fucking started raining. But this, 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 oh my god, he was an absolute angel, this bus driver. He (laughs) drew out the route I needed to take, on one of the little shitty paper bus maps that they have, you know, that have all the bus routes. He drew out the route I need to take from the mall. Um, And he dropped me off as close to the Barnes & Noble as he could. It wasn't at the bus stop, but he was like, I'll drop you off here so you don't have to, like, walk across the parking lot because it was already starting to rain. Oh, no. And so I walked to the Barnes & Noble. I got there, like, 30 minutes before closing, I think. And I got my magazine. And this is why I brought my backpack. Because I could put the magazine in my backpack and it, <laughs> it would be protected from the rain. Um, <laughs> and then I walked all the way up State Street and through the neighborhoods, all the way up in the pouring rain to the bus or to the track station, and then took the track station to the next closest front runner station, and then waited for the front runner and took it home. I think I got home about midnight, oh and I was drenched. <laughs>
1: You with your umbrella? Oh, yeah, no,
0: like, my <laughs> shoes soaked through. Oh, no. <laughs> and I... But I got my magazine, and I still have it. Is it worth it? Yeah, totally. I still have it. It's in my big blue binder down there. <laughs> oh, the second time I got lost, though, um, I took the wrong bus off of campus... I wasn't even supposed to be on campus that day. I think it was a weekend. I took the wrong bus off campus once too. <laughs> and I didn't look at the bus number and I was supposed to take the bus that just goes right over the highway around my apartment complex and there's there was a stop right by my apartment complex you know and I just get off right there but instead I got on the bus that went on the that got on the highway and went like 15 minutes north. <laughs> And I don't know where that bus originally... I think it eventually came back to a front-runner station. And I realized, like, two years later, that if I had stayed on the bus, I would have eventually gotten to some place that I would have been able to get home. Mm -hmm. You know, this was after I got my smartphone, thank God, so I could Google map my way back. Um, But I, instead, I just got off on the first stop, because I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. And then I had to walk... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to the front runner station through a neighborhood, like I had to cross the main street. Yeah, because it was in the neighborhood that used to live. I literally walked by the house by, that Babe house. lived at <laughs> yeah. when we first started dating. Um, <laughs> and like under the bridge, that's how I always knew there was a front runner station on the other side of the highway, right there. because <laughs> I had it. gone that way, I had walked <laughs> under that bridge myself. And then gone over to the front-runner station and sat and waited. And I wasn't wearing shoes to be walking in. What, like I was wear wearing shoes. No, I was just wearing, like, my cheap, like, $5 flats from Walmart. And those oh. things, they give you blisters if you walk too much. I am talking so much. We're an hour and a half into this thing. Oh, my God. But, yes, my mother was right to um, worry about me getting lost. <laughs> because she knows her child. <laughs> Granted, my mother also gets lost. (laughs) I get lost using Google Maps. Yeah. I think you've been in the car when that has happened. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about Supernatural. (laughs)